You see it every day. The first dollar you earned from your first customer. Now it hangs on your wall at headquarters. A reminder of where you started and the promise of what's still to come. In part because you rely on Sandy Spring Bank to help you make the right choices on real estate and equipment loans, treasury management, and commercial services. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69. From any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Sandcast series stories from the pack. Um, as I do on every episode, just a quick thank you to everybody who continues to support us. Uh, we've got loads of content out there at the moment, including this series. We've recently launched our YouTube channel as well, so there's loads of stuff on there. Uh, we've got um, Gully's Tactical Analysis, Fancast GTA. We've got Dan, where he meets an opposition fan as a game of FIFA. And we've got the Reaction Podcast, as well as getting views from all. Uh, fans across social media um, after the game as well so keep following us keep subscribing and um, yeah we really appreciate your support um, on to this um, episode in hand in this series we're on to series two now on this episode um, I, I reached out to the next guest um, because I mentioned social media and he's someone that I follow on social media and a lot of Wolves fans probably do as well um, so I really appreciate his views and I just wanted to to get his story really into the fact we haven't met before, but it was just a nice opportunity to to hear his story. So I'm grateful for his time today. Uh, and that is Jason Jeffries. Uh, Jason, how are you doing? Oh yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty good, thank you. Good stuff. Um, we're just recording this um, just a few days after um, uh, the Arsenal game. So just just to, to kind of put a timestamp on things, we I think an hour or so before record, we heard some great news regarding Jimenez. Um, just to touch on the Arsenal game, um, how, how did you see the game yourself, Jason, on the weekend? Yeah, um, just watched it at home. It was, it was, a, it was a strange one. We, um, with what happened in the first three minutes, it didn't really feel like the game was that important. Like it was, it was great the way they responded and got the result, but it didn't really even feel like a win on Sunday night after the game, you know. But very, very proud of the team. Yeah. For the way they reacted. It, it, it was strange. I think, you know, I've spoken to a few people and I think people relate listening to it. <laughs> it's weird anyway, as we know, because, you know, there's no fans. So it's a strange thing. But I think we're kind of, I don't know, I think about yourself, but we're kind of, we, we, we're used to it now. But 
that just kind of added an extra significance that you've got an empty stadium and then you've got such a serious incident and you know yeah. we all heard, heard the sound and you could see straight away how it was um and as i say it's great to know that that he's doing well but as, as you say just in the context of a psychological aspect for the, the players that you know how they sort of rallied round was um was, was brilliant and, and credit to them and yeah. i mean it was, you know, we talked about the lineup. I think, and a lot of people would have done beforehand. And, um, you know, whether or not he'd go for those four up top. And, he, he, you know, in fairness to him, he, he went for it. And um, yeah. Martinho as well, I, I think a mention for him. He's, I don't know how you see things with Martinho. He's had a, I wouldn't say flack because he deserves so much respect, but he's probably been out of form. But another yeah. fantastic game, I think. Yeah, he looked back to his best, I thought. Um... Yeah, he has been a bit, you know, flat. Maybe it's a lack of preseason this season. He hasn't been up to his usual high standards. But on um, well, I, I thought he was going to get Southampton as well. To be fair, but um, mm. yeah, he, he looked. He was very good on Sunday, which was great to see. Brilliant. So that's kind of where we're at now with Current. And I'm speaking to yourself. You're based in Bristol. I think you're in the same boat as as we are in the Midlands. As kind of coming out of lockdown and into tier three, yeah. so how how's things for yourself generally at the moment? Yeah, it's fine really. I mean, I'm at, I'm at work. I work in retail, so I'm very very busy. And mm. with uh, Christmas coming up, it's um it's in work. It doesn't apart from the restrictions and stuff it, and the distancing, it doesn't really feel any different to a normal December. Um, yeah, very busy, but that has made it go very quick for me. So I think it's I'm glad that I have been working. I think that's the thing, isn't it, man? I think, you know, I think what we're all conscious of is is being kept busy and kind of just like you say, the normality, and as you say, being in that sort of industry as well, it's good to kind of keep ticking over. And I think I, I get a bit like that when I go to work. I work in an office environment, and yet, other than the obvious mass and, and distancing, you kind of come out and that's, you, that's your job done. And, I, and it's only kind of when you have a moment where you realise that actually this isn't, <laughs> you know... Well, it's it, it's such a, a cliche thing to say about the new normal, but it still feels weird. And and for yourself, from as a, as a football perspective as well, I know you, you're someone that has been to a lot of the games over the years. How, how have you sort of yeah. found that? Um, you know, post lockdown and and since sort of Europe last year. Um, I mean, it's different. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's so strange watching watching with no crowds and stuff, but. I am I, I do go to almost every game, so I'm not I'm not used to staying home watching it on TV. Um but with the when when lockdown started, I was so bored and I was so happy when football did come back, you know. And there's games on every night. I, I don't just obviously support wolves, but I, I watch pretty much anything that's on every night I'm watching football. So yeah, really I, I don't watch much TV, so it really helped pass the time, you know, when, when it did come back. Brilliant. And, and, and that's sort of the, the, the current, but um, regular listeners of, of the show will know that we're, we're pretty much nostalgic on this. We've got to touch on the current because it's so bloody good. And when we do touch, go on the back, we realise that it's not always been that case as a, as a war star. Yeah. So if you can, uh, Jason, just, just take me back in terms of your first memories and when was your sort of first, um, yeah, either first experience at Molyneux or your first recollections of being a fan? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was straight. I didn't. I didn't get into football till I was about probably well six or seven. I mean, I'm still quite young, but I didn't. Like at school, all my friends liked football, and I, I wasn't really into it. And then 
I think my granddad got me into it really. Um, my granddad was a big Bristol Rovers fan. Um, and my first game was actually at Wembley watching Bristol Rovers in the playoff final against Huddersfield, which they lost. Wow. And that was in 95. Um, interesting thing about that actually was the managers was John Ward against Neil Warnock, which was obviously John Ward was assistant when we beat Warnock at, at Cardiff um, 2003. So yeah, got got my little bit of revenge on that day. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was my first game. And then my first Wolves game was the same year. It was the start of the 95-96 season, I think. Um, we were, so I would have been nine, I believe, at that time. Um, no, eight, eight, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, we were home to Grimsby. Um, I remember I went up with my mum, dad and my brother and uh, we, we turned up without tickets and went in the ticket office and the, I think they, uh, they they didn't want to sell us on because we weren't members or nothing and it was after, they said we had to buy them before midday but we kind of argued the case and they, they did let us, uh, they did give us four tickets in the back of the Billy Wright. But I remember being like amazed by when I saw the stadium, even though like I'd been to Wembley, but it was seeing the um the Billy Wright stand, it, it mm-hmm. just like it it was so much nicer than anything I'd, any other football stadium I'd seen. Um, you know, I have my photo with the Billy Wright statue, and I got my first Wolf shirt that day as well, which was the you know the Goodyear one with the nutmeg. Yes. Yeah, which was my my favorite one, my favorite one probably because it was my first. But yeah, and uh, we won won the game four one. Steve Ball scored two, Don Goodman scored two. Um, I don't remember too much about it the, the day, but I, I do remember that. And I remember my brother asking if we won at the end as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we won 4-1. But um, absolutely, because at the time, I didn't really know any of the players. I just knew Steve Ball, really. And uh, so it was, I was like, well chuffed that he managed to get two goals as well. That was that was great. And uh yeah, it was apparently my first words with Steve Ball. My mum said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." So, apparently, they, they they always used to say it to me, and apparently, it was the first thing I said. But yeah, whether that's true or not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that might need to be verified. But yeah, it's like yeah, that was his first name. We'll we'll go, we'll go with that for a bit of credibility. <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs> so, is, was that you mentioned your grandfather? Was that the family connection then, in terms of walls? Is that kind of where it all? Sort of no, so my um my mum my mum supports Wolves because she's a Slade fan. Okay. Um, and that's that's basically it, I think. I think yeah. like when when she was a kid she just wanted to support someone different to everyone else. Mm. Um and also like because the colour of the kit was different to everyone else's as well and Slade were from Wolverhampton and she just yeah, my mum just decided to support Wolves and that's where it came from. But, look, my granddad Obviously, Bristol Rovers didn't used to play in Bristol when I was a kid. They used to play in Bath, Twilton Park. So um, I didn't ever go to a game there. So yeah, my, apart from when I went to Wembley, I, it was mostly uh, going to watch Wolves. I didn't I didn't go that much when I was young though. I was only that I went that and I went in '95. I think the next time probably wasn't until about 2001. Um, and we went a couple of times in the early noughties, but only a few. Um. I can't even remember. Like I remember my first game. I can't remember the other couple I went to. I think one was against Blackburn. Maybe one was against Watford. But I can't even remember the score or anything like that. But yeah. See, so it was kind of as you say. So it was, it was first impressions, and as you say, 
you'd think in one sense you'd been spoiled being at being at Wembley, but but I guess there's just something different about a home ground, isn't it? Really, and I guess yeah. it's probably that you know there was there was probably a level of expectation sort of building up to it as well. And, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I, I know I've said this before, and and we are biased, but there is something about Molyneux, and I think you know it always sort of holds a special place. And then, yeah. so, so so for yourself, in terms of then, it was sort of later years you became more of a regular, I guess, in terms of the games. Yeah. So when I think it was when Mick McCarthy took over, um, on under Hoddle, like it was. It, it was dull, wasn't it? Like, it was, I, yeah. I went a couple of times, but it, it was dull. And then under McCarthy, I, one one big thing was I learned to drive. So when I passed my driving test, it was much easier for me to get to games. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the summer before Mick McCarthy took over. Um, and then I had an NUS card, and it was about it was like you turn up and pay fourteen pound on the gate um, with your student card, and it was back in Steve Ball. And I, so I did that. And I did that for three years, just with my student card and then when we won promotion I thought I better get a season ticket now because I might not it might not be so easy to turn up and buy tickets <laughs> so yeah so then I moved to the South Bank and got a season ticket in S3 and I've been there since so I think it's my well obviously we got, I haven't got a season ticket this season but um, I think it would have been my 11th season maybe 12th mm. this year yeah so you, so you kind of came in then as, as you say that the, the huddle experience was forgettable for some yeah. of us and I, I even remember, I'm sure, um, it was a night game, I think his first game, and he was announced on the pitch. And me and my dad were sort of a bit late, as we normally were, trying to get squeeze that last drink in, because we really needed that attention, whatever age it was. Yeah. And, and and it was like, there was just no fanfare at all. And, you yeah. know, a guy who, uh, you know, was... Uh, Amazing standing in the game as a player and perhaps a little bit maligned from, from England. But then others will probably take a different view on that and say he was quite successful. But yeah, yeah. it was, it just, it never felt like a, a match that it huddle. I, I don't know what, you know, no. like you, you hear stuff now, and I'm sure you've heard the same where people tell you how amazing he was as a coach, which is, is believable because yeah. of his ability as a player and there's an argument that he was too good for the players that yeah. he had at his disposal, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have heard that. He used to be the best in training and all that. Mm. You know, I think we were, we were linked with um, Harry Redknapp at the time as well, weren't we? And yes. I think, I think. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. The, the strange thing for me was I didn't know anyone else who supported Wolves when I was a kid. So I don't like, you know, it, it was until social media came in, I, I used to just go by myself and, you know, didn't didn't know anyone and I didn't have no one to talk Wolves with, you know, so... Yeah, it was, but I mean, I was excited when he took over, but it was just, it was just one-one every game, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you were on a massive unbeaten run, but it was just, it was just one-one every week. <laughs> it was. Was it Carl caught on the wing, and then it was Mark Kennedy? Yeah. It was, it was strange. But just to touch on that, Jason, because that's you know, in terms of um, your story and sort of be, being based in Bristol, because um, I find I find that quite interesting. So. Yeah, so I guess would people coming in the weekend and they'd talk about Bristol, the Bristol teams effectively, sort of. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it, it, it's school because I live, I live around the corner of Ashton Gate. So, right. it was, my, it was, it, it, all my friends support Bristol City. Um, so that's, you know, that's all my football banner has always been with them, really. And it is like when you're, when you're young, it is strange because, like, 
my rivals felt like them. Not yeah. you know, not West Brom, not Birmingham. I don't know anyone who supports West Brom. I don't know anyone who supports Birmingham. Yeah. I, I know, I know, I do know a few Villa fans, but um, but yeah, it was always like you know the banter at school and stuff was always with Bristol City fans, and we didn't we didn't actually play them very often when I was at school. I think '98 was the only time that they, we were in the same division, and uh, obviously everyone remembers the mascot fight. We beat them six. We beat them six one. So that was pretty yeah. good. No one, no one wanted to talk about it at school after that, and <laughs> they just wanted to talk about the mascots and the stuff. And I think we beat them three 0 at home. It was annoying that because I couldn't, I couldn't get tickets. Um, even though I live around the corner, and uh, so my, I just went down the park with my granddad playing football like outside, outside the ground, and all the fans started walking out. Well before the end, and I thought, oh, this must have gone well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't couldn't, believe, couldn't believe it when I got home and it was six one. But yeah, yeah, it was, you, you're right. People forget the guy. I think the Connolly scored four. I think um, Con- yeah, and it was um, it was Colin Lee's first game. I think as caretaker, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he, he didn't. I think Robbie Keenan ball were on the bench, and we saw the team and thought, oh my god, what's he doing? Mm. But yeah, Connolly scored four. I can't remember who scored the other two. No. But, um, but yeah, Bristol City took the lead as well, and yeah, we managed to uh, get back and get six against them, which was great. It was, I was, I, I was probably so like everyone probably hated me at school the week after that. I probably went in such a big head, like. <laughs> <laughs> it, so with with the Bristol thing, is it kind of like side of the river type of thing? Is it in terms of like, or is it just a family thing in terms of what side you fall on? Um, um, do you support or? Yeah, I think it's, it's South Bristol is Bristol City, and North Bristol is Bristol Rovers. But I mean, it, it, it is spread, but it's it's mostly North and South. I think, yeah. And and I've got to ask about um, when we're talking about Bristol City. Were you there for the the Ryan Bennett game as it was sort of christened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must be a highlight, I guess. Well. So with the social media thing, mm. um, you know, Bristol City did the goal gifts. Yeah, yeah. So uh, about a month before, they beat Sheffield United or someone and they, they, they scored in the last minute. They didn't deserve it. And they, they put out a stupid goal gift when they score. And I thought, oh, that's ridiculous that is. And then I thought, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to make one. I'm going to make one in case if, if we beat them, um, I'm going to do it. And I ended up making two because I thought, and I mean, I made one where I just put my middle finger up and I made one just me cheering. And I, I thought, remember, yeah. Yeah, I thought I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the cheering one, but I'll do the middle finger one if it's like, <laughs> if anything like that happens. And uh, so I, I made it and I was sitting on it for a month before. And then obviously when, when Danny Bart gets sent off in the like 15th minute or whatever, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not even going to get, I'm not even going to get to use it now. And then we played, we actually played really well. Like we, we should have took the lead after that because, um, Douglas hit the post with that free kick, didn't he? And the keeper didn't move. Yes, and, you're right. You know, and, and uh, thinking, oh, that, you know, that's probably our only chance. And then they, when, once he took the lead with 10 men, you just feel like, you know, we, we, we didn't even have a striker on, did we? Because um, Bonatini was the one that went off. And mm. we forget, but actually, Bennett didn't yeah. even start the game. Bennett, Bennett come on for Bonatini. Right. Um, yes, no, yes, I remember now, yeah. And uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was, you, you just thought, oh, that's it. And then we, we were only behind for about nine minutes, but it felt like forever. It, mm. And obviously we got the free kick. It, it was a crap free kick compared to the one in the first half, but it managed 
managed to go in and I, I actually did the gif on the equaliser because I, I didn't think we were going to get a winner so I just thought I'm going to do it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah my phone my phone stopped working for a few hours after that it was uh it was crazy <laughs> I remember if, if I if I remember as well it made me laugh because I, I think you obviously had a bit of attraction from Bristol fans who weren't aware of sort of where you were based and I think they were yeah. trying to give you a bit of stick as well like you know you were like yeah I'll live around the court <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had a couple saying, "Well, at least I ain't gonna go back to Wolverhampton tonight." And I, I was like, "Yeah, well, actually, I'm home already. I live in the corner." <laughs> yeah, but, but my, I didn't tell any of my friends that I was gonna do it. Like, I told Wolves fans that I was gonna, that I had it up my sleeve, um, but I didn't tell any of my city friends. And to be fair, they all took it really well. But yeah. you, you have got to be thick-skinned. There was obviously some people on social media where, you know, they they just want to have a pop. But you, you know, I, I I'm only doing it for a wind up and. You, you know you've upset them if they are uh, if they get nasty. I, I could well, take on the chin. I, I think that's the thing, and you know, I, I touched on social media at the start of the episode because it, it's some it's some uh, I don't know. We can only speak for wars, can't we? So we're probably not um, exclusive in terms of sort of um, how, how the walls sort of social media looks, and particularly Twitter and different factions and. You know, one week people are having a go at super fans. One week, you know, yeah. there's, there's there's been so much stuff. We we get a lot of stick with what we do, and that and that's fine. I think if you put yourself out, you yeah. know, you you you've got to take it as well. But it, it's interesting when things are going all right, it's there, but it's just that undercurrent. You know, people could be raising money for charity and they're lauded one week, and the next that the, <laughs> the nines around, and. Yeah. You, you've, you've got to, you know, there's, there's probably a serious point to it, but you've, you've got to have a thick skin, as you say. Um, and, I mean, we've only seen this week on, on a positive side. We mentioned here and as earlier the, ca- the campaign which the fans have led, which I think came from the fans' parliament um, with the, um, the Jimenez banner. Uh, yeah. At the time of recording, I don't know, I think that's about 15 grand or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and that just shows, doesn't it, really, that, that connectivity. So... I guess, is that also important for you being sort of based in, in Bristol, that that kind of connects you to, to everyone else? Whereas you yeah. wouldn't have that sort of over-the-water-caller sort of, you know what I mean, work conversation, I suppose. Yeah, tw- t- I mean, Twitter's been brilliant for me. Like, I, so, I, like I said, I got my first season ticket in 2009, I think it was. I, I used to just drive up, watch the game, drive back, and... <laughs> Back then as well, when it wasn't so good, that was, you know, if, if we lost, that's, that's your day then, isn't it? Like, you know, that's yeah. your trip ruined and everything like that. Um, and it was in, it was in, um, I, so I, I, had, I had Twitter, but it, like, probably like most people, when you first get it, you don't know what you're doing, do you? You just, mm. you follow people and don't really tweet yourself at first. You just follow celebrities. And then when, um, I think it was about 2012, I started following a couple of Wolves fans. Um, I remember like I can't even remember the first couple that I followed really, and I don't even I don't know them right. And I just I think I just searched WWFC and just followed a couple of people. Yeah. And they they, they probably thought, why is this guy always replying to us? <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> just cause, just because I needed just wanted someone to talk to. And twenty twelve was probably a bad time to start doing it as well because it was obviously <laughs> um, Terry Connor was in charge, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was around then. But then um, so in in League One, I was doing a lot of uh, I did a lot of the like the away games where it's like I think I did Carlisle well, I did Carlisle on the Tuesday night and then wow. I think we had Oldham on the following Saturday in the FA Cup so I did that um, and then we drew so we had a replay at Molyneux um, 
And I think we had about four thousand there. But, but yeah, we did. It's the one that not, all the other fans always t- love tweeting that picture, don't they? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I was going, and um, I was going to the game, and Russ Coburn messaged me before and said, "Fancy meeting us in the point uh, in the pub for a pint." And I thought, yeah, I might as well. Um, so I, so I met him for a pint, and then ever since then, I've been I've been going with that lot. You know, that group is quite a, quite a big group. We even got like a lad from Norway that comes sometimes, yeah. uh, Olav. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a big group. And that that was great. Then once, once I had people to go with and go to the pub with before the game, go on away days with, stuff like that, it, it kind of, you know, the, the result does make or break your day when you go to football. But you can still go to football. You might get beat, but you can still have a good day if you're, uh, if you're having a you know, good time before and after in the pub. And, it helps actually, like getting you know, sort of chewing the fat, doesn't it? After even after a defeat. Yeah, you're right, mate. And I think you know, um, you know, circumstances change, and there's a time when I'd be going home and away, and you know, you've probably had this experience where you meet people, you probably don't even know what they do for a living, or you don't know their middle name or whatever, but they're there and they're part of a group with you, and and that you know, it, and it, and it's amazing, and as you say, you know. Games where you know you drew nil nil away somewhere I don't know Rotherham Blackpool wherever and yeah some some really good times and it's a strange one now because uh, I mean, let's take the current situation at the equation uh, but let's talk currently as if we could go to the games and and yeah I, I, you know I found the fact that you know League One Championship I could get tickets quite quickly a lot of us could. And then the last few years, and it's just kind of one of those things, it's a success thing and it comes with territory that yeah. we didn't get as many people that could go to, go to games so much really, which is, you know, but that's that's just football and that's success, isn't it? But yeah, that's I, I think, you know, we talk about this, this being stories from the pack and the pack and I'm a firm believer in, you know, the fact that it bonds people together, different backgrounds, different nationalities, as, you, as you've said yeah. there, you know, we, we've... Um, I've been fortunate with Fancast. We've had a few people come over from America, for example, and and you know that's amazing because what yeah. other avenue would you have that really? And we've yeah. all got that common denominator, you know. And I guess you know your mates in that situation pick you up, and uh, you know, when, yeah. rather than have that solitary, you know, trip there. I think I think as well, like it's, it's part of the problem at the moment is when we when we do lose a game, and we're not. One thing is, we're not used to losing anymore, are we? Like, when we do lose, yeah. it's a big deal. You know, we, I remember, like, we, we lost to Arsenal at the end of last season, and everyone's like, oh, we should be beating them. And it's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah I, I thought we could win, but, you know, it's still it's still Arsenal. And um, what, at the moment, I, I think you do, like, you sort of unload on Twitter, don't you, when, with your frustrations and stuff, whereas you don't, you don't sit down and have a pint and talk about it after the game. You, It's, it's all you've got, really, at the moment. And, uh I think that's, you know, that's that's why there is, you know, the meltdown sometimes, and yeah, I, I like I said, we're, we're not used to losing in a moment. No, and I, I think that's the thing, and it's I, I see it in a couple of ways, you know. 
I think we should expect a lot from the team because they've proved that they're good. But yeah, sometimes you do have to get a bit of perspective. But I think you make a good point. I think what would be normally borne out on the coach or on the train, you know, is, yeah. is there. And it's that instant reaction. And yeah, some people do it for, for bites and entertainment and that's fine. And, and sometimes it's just your genuine thoughts. And, and it's still fascinating how people can just see the same game completely differently as well. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's like it's 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 important to remember where we've come from. But a lot of people, there's, there's also a lot of people that like they think you can't criticize because of that as well. So yeah. you know, I, I mean, cruel is the one that always gets brought up, and it's it's always cruel. You know, we, we were losing yeah. cruel a few years ago, but like you got you got to judge the players on how good they are now. Like Jan Martino don't care that we lost to Crawley. He, no. You know, he he's a winner and he wants he wants to play in Europe. So we've got a we got to sort of judge them on that standard, but it's it's the the level-headed people aren't normally the ones that speak loudest either. That's the trouble. It's, it's, no, it's, no, but it's, it's, it's sorry, Jace, but yeah, you you're right. It's 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 kind of the controversial characters, and I try and find my way sometimes in in you know in in the middle of it. But yeah, it's it's all good fun. I mean, you touched there in terms of sort of now we've not always had it so good. Um, Talk, talk to me about sort of memorable games over the years being sort of, is there a particularly low point watching Wolves? Um, you mentioned obviously you came in on the Hoddle era and then I guess you started to get involved with McCarthy and then um, was there any point where you thought, oh, why am I taking, you know, why am I getting in the car and coming down from Bristol or, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, when, the, the, low, the low point for me, I, I, my, my first like, Heartbreak, whatever was was the Crystal Palace playoffs. I was I can't remember the Bolton playoffs, and um, thankfully, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know when we uh, the Crystal Palace was the first one, but obviously that was the one TV there. I think the lowest point I think was I was going to say Brighton away, but it was probably the week before when we lost to Burnley. When yes, we, you know, yeah. and because yeah. you knew you knew we were down then, and it, it got nasty at the end as well. The people mm. going on the pitch and all that, and I thought like. When Saunders took over, he started really poorly and you thought, we're going to go down. And then we, we got a few wins and a couple of weeks before the end of the season, I think we beat Hull on a Tuesday night, um, 1-0, and they, they were at the top, weren't they? And you thought, mm. we, could do, we could do this. And then that was, I think that was our last win of the season. Unfortunately, Ebanks Blake broke his leg, didn't he, at Blues? And I, I think that, yeah. that kind of killed the season, really, because he was getting more goals at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, like, when... I remember just going because I got that game was a Brighton was a twelve o'clock kickoff or something. It was um so I I'd been up super early to get there and like just four hours on the train from here. Um, and I remember getting on the that was a long train home, a really long train home mm-hmm. that night. And you know, if, I, I think I remember Newcastle fans on the train asking me what it was like to be relegated to League One, and yeah. you know, I, I, to be fair, like League One. League One was great on it, really. It was after, after two yeah. years of, you know, I mean, it was four years of not winning much, but it was, you know, two years of just constant disappointment. And it, it was great. And especially after um, after Christmas when we signed Dicko, we, we, were, we were superb after that, you know, way too good for the league. And yeah, it, that, that, was, that was really good. That was a great uh, season. Um, but yeah, 
disappointment at the West Brom game, obviously the five one was horrific and and then Wembley last year, two years ago, you know, that was that was felt sick after that. But I did I did manage to get over that one a lot quicker than when we blew promotion in two thousand and two and and you know, and the the West Brom five one just because I think we beat Arsenal two weeks later and actually thought actually, you know, we could we could get in Europe here. And because we qualified for Europe, for me, that kind of was redemption. I, I, the fact the fact it was Man City in the final as well made it a lot easier to, to stomach. I, yeah. I reckon I reckon their name was on the cut that year because they um they deserved to lose to Swansea. They had a really dodgy decision. They were two not down against Swansea, they had a really dodgy decision that gave them a penalty and it got them through and all their draw throughout the whole competition was so simple. We 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 know we can match Man City on, on our day, but I still think their name was on the cup that year. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice consolation to have. It? it gives you comfort. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you're probably, I mean, probably right. Um, but it's it's it was a strange one because uh, I don't know. I, yes, I felt sick like everybody else did, but I think the difference for me, and I've said this before, so apologies uh, for anyone that's heard this before, but. Um, it was a different feeling to your promotion slip-ups and, you know, bottling it to the Albion because it just felt like we'll be back again. Whereas, yeah. I think, you know, the, the other games, it was kind of like, shit, are we going to be able to come back from this? Whereas I think yeah. the, the Watford game, yes, in the context of where we were within the game. Yeah, was thinking, that was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and I remember just sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, get tickets final and all that, yeah, and we'll come yeah. back. But afterwards, I was like... Okay, if if we are to be as good as we expect us to be, then this won't be the last time. Yeah, that we get seen at Wembley, and then COVID hit, and then we can't. But you never know. You know, there yeah. might still be time. Um, and what about sort of highlights there? You mentioned the, the Bristol City game. Any other games that sort of stand out, be on the pitch or off the pitch, that you you look fondly of? Uh, I mean, the, the the playoff final obviously was. Was a great day. I, did, I didn't get to go. I didn't get managed to get tickets. Um, we beat Newcastle three two that season as well in the cup, didn't we? That was yeah. That was probably at the time the best result we'd ever got in my lifetime. Um, but yeah, so so those two are the ones that stand out. But in terms of being in a game, the, the Man United FA Cup game was mm. the, the atmosphere that night, and you know when Jot was going in, it was wild. It, it was like it, where I sit, it's not that. It's not. I'm in the South Bank, but it's not that rowdy around me. And it was like mm. it was like being in the away end when when that goal went in. There was people on the floor. I think I was in, ended up in a different row. And I don't I don't sit with any of my friends. I, I go. I only know the people around me because I've sat by them for so many years. But yeah, it was that that was crazy. And that that great night. And, and in terms of players down the years, so you know you you debut bullying and Goodman, and then um, you know to the to the current day. What what sort of players stand out either now or, or in the past few? Yeah, well, J- Jota was my favourite player until <laughs> until the yeah. summer. I just just love the way, like, I don't know, just the way he plays. Like, he's not the best player. He he is obviously a great player and one of the best players I've seen play for us. But it's just just the word about him. I, I used to love him like in the championship. Everyone used to kick him, and you'd think like, you know, Portuguese player coming over, quite small, get kicked. He, but he'd get back up and, you know, he'd, he'd run at them again, wouldn't he? He'd go and nutmeg them and get them sent off if they kicked him and things like that. I, I used to love that about him. I, I remember it was, I think it was Leeds when a, a player kicked, like, 
kicked him up in the air and got a yellow card. And then I think Jota literally they kicked to the free kick and he just went straight back at him and got him sent off and he got two, he got two yellow cards quite close together, I think. And yeah, um, but I mean, Jimenez in the last two two and a bit years, he's he's been he's been superb. I think he's, you know when when we signed him, I don't think many people thought he'd actually be our first choice. I think we all thought we'd go for mm. someone else. He's always been known as a super sub, hasn't he? Before he come to Wolves, um, I just remember his first day at Everton, he was just absolutely superb. I thought, and just kicked on from there. Really. And when when um when him and Jota got moved up front as a two, they that that first season they they were so good. We, we was you know we were so hard to beat. Um, yeah, so I think I mean I, I I love I love all the players at the moment. You know, Cody, Dama. I'm quite defensive. I even I'm I'm really defensive about. It. Any players we've had, you know, like, the amount of times I find myself arguing on Twitter about Bonatini, <laughs> just because it's, I know I know he's not good enough, but his, his ten goals massively helped us get promotion, and yes. you know he he played his part, and so yeah, I'm, you know, any anyone who's part of this journey at the moment, I I love really. I, I think that's the thing, though. I think there's there, there's going to be a connection. There's nobody really within this era, and uh, you know I've said this before. You know, in terms of if we go on and go on again to be even more successful, there'll be players that will always look, you know, will look fondly at. You know, yeah. players like you know we mentioned Ryan Bennett earlier, and I wasn't always his biggest fan, but I was wrong really because he was a player who time and time again kept coming back. He was out the side, yeah. back in the side. A player again who we thought was probably just popping up the squad and then went on to do great, you know. And, and yeah, evolution you're gonna then get a you know replacements and people are gonna move on, but I think there'll always be a, you know that sort of fondness. And I kind of I don't know, is it kind of when Man City was starting to do well, then their sort of first crop of players? I think there's there's a connection, isn't there, with this group? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely isn't you know, like you say with Bennett. I mean, I think we all probably. That's what um. That's what I thought. But he, he made the odd, the odd dodgy pass. But he never really let us down defensively. You know, a couple of goals were his fault. But it wasn't. You know, he was he was solid enough. And you know, he he played a massive part. He played played pretty much the whole promotion season, didn't he? And then mm-hmm. our first season back. In yeah, he didn't make many mistakes. I can think of the you know the one at Watford away, but we won the game anyway. But yeah, he was you know he was a good player for us. He was great signing for free. I wish him well. Brilliant. Um, and then in terms of just finally with the the series being um, you know named stories from the pack, what does it mean to you? I think you've touched on it already, but just in summary, what does it mean to you to be a Wolves fan and, and to be part of the pack? That's such a big part of my life, really. I mean, I literally work, spend my money, but budget my money all around following Wolves, really. So it is, you know, it's it is a huge part of my life, really. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's so much better now that I've got like friends as well. Like I do feel like part of the pack, if you know what I mean. I did when before I knew anyone who supported Wolves. I was just like sort of a Wolves fan to just go to games and go home and and whatnot. It's, you know. I think, yeah, I don't know really. It's, I just, like I say, I just love it. It's just a huge part of my life. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, I think that's the thing, really. And it's, it just, it's just, it's just 
part, like you say, it's just part of your being and it's kind of, you know, and, and as you say, it's, it's being connected, it's being connected to, to, to friends and, um, and it's, it's why, it's why I'm chatting to you now and then it's why I do what we do because we, we love it and, and you know, it's, um, it, it's special to us and it's not unique to any football fan, but it's kind of our, our thing and our team really. And I think, you know, in these times when we're not physically there, um, it's kind of just, it's just good to reminisce as, as we've done there. Yeah. And I know we could, we could keep talking, but um, I think at that point, it, it's just really for me to say, thanks for coming on. Um, if you want to um, apologise on, on Twitter, I'm sure you all do anyway, but if you want to, it's at Jason J1987. Um, and yeah, um, from me and from Jason, thank you for all your support with the fancast. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, we've got so much content out there. If you like what we do, then please um, like and subscribe us on YouTube and follow us on all the channels. And uh, we'll see you soon. Escape your everyday with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's Halfway to Halloween Month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week. All available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com.